welcome back to another episode of Daryl's Daring Thoughts, Melanin Edition. This is going to be a quick, um, a quick episode. We're going to talk about a few things, and it's not going to be pretty long because it's kind of like a part two of the episode prior to this. Um, that episode was called The New America We Deserve. So I really encourage you to go listen to that. And so this episode has a lot to still do with that um, in regards to George Floyd, but it's more in the comparison of George Floyd being the new, the Rodney King of this generation. And I'm just going to touch on a few things um, and, you know, that's it. And I just want you to, you know, really digest some of the things I'll be talking about. Um, So again, little disclaimer, we're remote. I'm at the comfort of my own home. Doing this episode, this is very new to me, so there are things I'm learning as I go, and so just letting you know, you may hear some noises in the background because I'm not closing my windows, so you know, if my neighbors are having sex, I apologize. I'm trying to work around their sex schedule, but hey, they've been sporadic, and I'm not mad at them. Shit, we in quarantine. Get it in, child. (laughs) So I'm going to talk about how I feel you know that the George George Floyd's murder is has some similarities and comparisons to what happened with Rodney King. As I stated, it's going to be very brief. And then I'm going to talk about riots versus protesting versus looting. And, you know, how I believe that there are a lot of moments in the history of this country that had riots. And how I do believe riots are a huge part of the reason for change and has been, you know, in this country. But for some reason, when it's the riots or sometimes riots just occur and uh, we'll get into that. But first, let me just talk about. So we all know about Rodney King in 1991. You know, he was excuse me, pulled over for um, speeding and drinking while driving and was tased. And then four officers, you know, beat the hell out of him. And it was caught on a surveillance camera. And, you know, it's that, you know, that's a similar, um, that those some similar moments for George Floyd as far as, as far as the capturing of the incident, you know, it was, It was um, a camera phone versus a surveillance video. And so that's, you know, kind of struck me as well. And what really prompted me to want to talk about this a little bit is that the fact that my family lives in Minnesota and my mother doesn't live too far away from the whole scene for George George Floyd, excuse me, and the riots and the protestings have been happening. And, you know, she even said it herself that, you know, there are some similarities to this. And that got me thinking. Now, granted, you know, Rodney King's, um, the L.A. riots, which the L.A. riots were a big moment in history, um, that there was a shorter, a shorter time frame for the L.A. riots. You know, there was over a billion dollars worth of damages, but it happened in more in the course of three days <laughs> compared to now. You know, there have been riots since George Floyd's murder. Um, ar- around the United States, and there have been the, it's, it's been more consistent. You know, they've been happening more. But the LA riot was such a huge moment in history because it was, you know, a pivotal time um, in in our country. You know, um, hip hop 
played a huge role in a lot of things that were happening, you know, the NAA, uh, Ice Cube, Ice-T, and all of them, you know, with the whole fuck the police, and you know, the pigs comment and situation, that played a role, you know, and there was, <clears throat> there was um, moments where, you know, the during the riots, you know, in LA, when they was burning everything down, that they were attacking innocent um, bystanders, um, it was, it really was, a rough moment in history and you know i do believe like the oj simpson verdict verdict played a part in that era you know that i believe that they just did not the the, the that it was the country was like really sensitive still from what happened with rodney king you know they were not guilty a not guilty verdict happened with the officers um I believe they were charged with aggravated assault and things of that nature. Looking at how Rodney King was beaten, I don't know how you would say that wasn't aggravated assault. So I believe that, you know, that moment played a part to why O.J. Simpson was not convicted because we all know good goddamn well that man murdered his ex-wife and her boyfriend. That's not up for debate. Debate. Debate with your mama. Don't debate with me. He killed her. Okay. So... The, the the similar moments um, that happened were, I think the anger, the anger then, the anger now, I think the anger now multiplied times 1,000 because so much has happened between Rodney King and George Floyd. You know, I mean, I mean, goddamn, so much has happened this year between George Floyd and you know, January 1st, you know, we have Ahmaud Arbery, we have Breonna Taylor, we have uh, George Floyd, and we also have uh, Rayshard Brooks. Uh, we also have the, um, the young man in uh, um, Rochester, New York. Um, his name is, bear with me for a second, I have it. His name is Daniel Prude. And so, um, and the countless others, the countless others in between. So I think that the anger is, is, is the anger this time is countered with action. I think, you know, one of the things that happened during the Rodney King era was that there was a lot of anger, but there was nothing or no one really in place to help with change. You know, of course, you know, Jesse Jackson and the other, you know, um, political, um, I want to say, I'll say, you know, black leaders that we looked up to, we look up to now, they were there, but I, you know, I believe that a lot of people feel like they were singing the same song and dance that they did in the sixties and seventies. So it was just anger. You know, there were not a lot of black leaders in any type of position for change. You know, this go around, we have black you know, we've had a black president, we have black mayors, we have black city councilmen, we have black women, you know, that are at the forefront of uh, these issues as well. You know, we have black lives, black lives matter movement. You know, it's not, you know, the Black Panthers, but, you know, Black Lives Matter does do more with, you know, doing change. And, you know, a lot of things have changed. And, I believe that that's the difference. That's the difference. You know, we have those people in place now to help us get through those anger moments and say, okay, 
it's okay to be angry. I'm angry with you, but we have to be able to want change because if not, we're just going to be some angry ass black people for the rest of our lives. And no one wants that. So, you know, those are, you know, some of the similarities and some of the things that are not the same. And, you know, it, it tells us, I mean, the, the one disheartening thing is that it shows us is that nothing has changed. You know, I think that the officers back then knew that they can get away with a lot of shit because there's not been, there's not been anyone who has been an example, you know, used as an example. You know, they go on administrative leave or probably get fired, but then they get transferred somewhere else and their record is sealed and then they go do the same shit somewhere else. So there's no one who has been like held accountable for their actions. None of these cops. And so I think that this generation is different because they're still marching. You know, they're not allowing America to have the amnesia that they, that is so, is so, um, it's, it's, it has so much, you know, America to me, you know, has two things. It has amnesia and it was a very short attention span. And when the media stops focusing on it, a lot of people just stop caring. And, and then they, two years later they jump up again forget and forgetting what the hell happened two years prior and people now are not allowing america to have that amnesia the the media is not showing all the protests that are happening but they're there and they are being seen and you know every day there's a, a march um, there's a uh, protest for brianna taylor still you know, you know who's was still waiting for justice for her and that's that's the one thing and I talked to my mother about that and she said you know that's the difference she said that I am I'm constantly reminded um by just out going going to the store seeing a protest or just hearing another protest on the news or you know seeing something on social media I'm not you know you know Rodney King you know I, I it could be because Rodney King didn't die but I believe that America, I'm not, I'm not going to forget. And I think that that's what needs to happen. There needs to be those constant replaying moments to America so that it, they don't forget. We cannot stop talking about Breonna Taylor. We cannot stop talking about George Floyd and the others. And, you know, I think that those moments are important. Um, the next thing I really want to um, talk about is, um, well, I really, I wasn't going to talk about this, but I guess I can give a little brief statement about how, you know, it is the the distrust in calling the police. It seems as though a lot of incidences result in a black person um, being killed. You know, let's see, Elijah McClain um, in um, Colorado, his incident, please look it up. He was called, he was walking away, he was walking home, he had like a ski mask on because he was cold and he was police called uh, someone called the police because they said he looked suspicious. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess, you know, if you're not mad at your goddamn business, I guess people do look suspicious. And, um, the other girl, I can't think of her name, um, who died uh, who, um, in her home. She was with her nephew. Um, let me pull her up real quick because, I do want to be able to, if I'm, if I'm going to acknowledge her, I want to be able to 
say her name right. But while I'm putting her up, you know, her neighbors called the police. And because um, the door was open. And, um, I, you know, the front door screen, you know, it was a, you know, hot summer night. And so that's why she had it open. It was very late. And so her neighbor was like, hey, I'm not usually seeing this door open. And, um, you know, I, I just called him to check and make sure everyone, everything was okay. Um, she had her nephew. And what is this girl's name? Um, um, and so, so basically she was playing video games with her nephew and then the police like walked around and, you know, saw movement in the house. Didn't announce themselves, didn't, you know, say, um, hey, you know, police, everything okay in here. Didn't do any of that shit and shot her through the window. Could have killed her nephew and all that. Um, and uh, Atiana Jefferson. Thank you. I wanted to make sure I said her name right. Atiana Jefferson. Hey everyone, it's Daryl from Daryl's Daring Thoughts. Couple questions for you. Do you have a black-owned business? Do you want to be a sponsor? Well, you've come to the right place. I have a great podcast, Daryl's Daring Thoughts, that you can sponsor your business on. You can sponsor it for one, two, three episodes or maybe the entire season. So if you want to sponsor your brand on my show, contact me at DarylDaresYou at gmail.com. That's Darrow, D-A-R-O, dares you at gmail.com to learn how you can be heard in multiple countries alongside a celebrity guest through my sponsoring ad package. Can't wait to hear from you. And, you know, she was murdered. And again, that was because her neighbor called the police. So, um, the other guy, um, uh, Rayshawn Brooks, fell asleep in the Wendy's drive-thru. Someone called the police. So, there's a trend of, you know, calling the police. Sometimes it's un- like, why are you even calling the police? Like, shut up. Um, mind your business. But then other times, you know, you may think that something is going on in at home or it's something serious and you call the police, but that don't mean you want that person to get killed. So there has been um, become a distrust in, distrust in calling 911. Um, an article an article recently came out from New York in the New York Times talking about how there are so many people that are they have now decided not to work with the police that were going to be like like testify for, you know, different cases and these people have decided not to testify they want nothing to do with the police and there's a distrust i had an incident recently in my apartment complex with a black woman who was running from a black man and she was screaming you know please someone call 911 and she was clearly running and she was clearly scared she was terrified of this man and he you know she was running her ass off and he was tired he was slowly still trying to get up to catch up to her and i i paused because yes i wanted to call the police because her life matters she's need she needs help but i didn't know if what he was doing was enough for if the police came to kill him you know the police have decided in their minds that they're the judge um juror and executioner and you know they don't think that seems like they don't care they don't think that people of color deserve their day in court but they want theirs 
They want theirs, but we don't deserve ours. So I hesitated. Um, I ended up, I did call the police because I had to realize in this moment, I physically see with my eyes that she is in danger and needs help. I can only hope that if the police apprehend them, that they don't kill him. But I can't go by, I can only go by what I see. And this black woman needed help. So I did call the police. I'm not sure what the outcome has been. I haven't seen him on the news, so he ain't dead. But I had to call the police. But I was upset at myself for even questioning calling the police. Like, she needs help. Cordero, call the fucking police. But I I kind of felt bad that I even questioned the need. You know, I, I, I it's just I, I felt really bad that I questioned it. But, you know, I, you know, I, I posted it on social media and people understood, like, I understand why you felt that way. But, you know, that sister needed help. And I wasn't I, I, I definitely would not have felt good knowing that I didn't call the police and she was crying out for help. That definitely wouldn't have felt good to me. Um, so the next thing I'm going to talk about is the so that whole distrust, you know, going back to that goes back to the previous episode of why while we were talking about, you know, defunding the police because a lot of these moments where someone has called the police because someone may look suspicious walking down the street or you know, the front door is open in my neighbor's home at one or two o'clock in the morning. I've never seen that before. And, you know, the the man in Rochester, his brother called the police because he was having a mental health episode and, you know, he needed help. That's why people are saying defund police, because those particular calls did not need a pl- a, an officer to show up to kill someone. Social services, a, a counselor, a mental health expert could have been on the scene. You know, um, yes, if someone's door is open, a, a police officer is needed. Absolutely. But goddamn, you, you shooting somebody through the window. You didn't even you don't even know that. What if I was coming in the house? I had groceries and I forgot to close my door. So now you just kill me. You know, so this is why defunding the police is a conversation. Because there are moments where the police officer is not needed. And I think that people need to understand that instead of just, I don't know, it just feels like every time a a black person brings up an issue of defunding the police or, you know, understanding why people need to understand what what black lives matter, what it means, you know, I don't understand why we have to overly explain things, but no one else does. You know, the the NRA doesn't have to overly explain their complicity and white supremacy with gun control. Like, they don't have to overly explain their stance, but we have to over-explain every goddamn thing that we want change for. You know, like Black Lives Matter in itself. You know, every time we see protests and people counter saying something about Black Lives Matter in comments, you know, all lives matter. All lives matter. You know, Black Lives Matter is a is a is a um is a gang. It it promotes violence. How does saying my life how how is saying that my life matter promotes violence? You do understand like I, I don't understand why it's so hard to understand that you can't say all lives matter 
until you also mean that black lives matter with that. Because you turn around and say all lives matter, but then you don't give a shit about this black man that was killed at the hands of the law enforcement who's supposed to protect us. Shot in the back. No weapon. But but all lives matter. And don't please don't get me started with this whole blue life matter shit. That that right there is one smooth way to get your ass blocked or slapped, depending on if it's via internet or or in my face. Blue life doesn't make a fucking sense unless you're a motherfucking smurf. If you a smurf or the fucking dog from Blue's Clues, then you could say black you could say blue lives matter all the fuck you want. Being a cop is an occupation, it's not a life. It's a choice at that. And things come along with that position and being a police officer. You are definitely putting your life in danger. But if you're going to be trigger happy and y'all blue lives matter, there's no motherfucker. There's no such thing as a blue life. You, I mean, you're a fucking avatar. I mean, there's no blue. There's no such thing as being a blue life. It's not. Whew. Child, let me drink some water because that one right there. That, 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 I, that, ooh. That just does something to me. So let me just go to the next thing because, child, I said I wanted this to be short. And okay, I'm good on time. So, you know, riots and protests, riots and protests. And, you know, I will say, I will say this I'm not for looting. I am not for the whole looting and, um, especially looting your own community. Like, I'm not for that shit. Like, when the looting happened, after George um, um, George Floyd's murder here in Chicago, I was confused. I, I, I will say I was confused because I live in a historic part of Chicago, a historically black part of Chicago. I'm in Bronzeville. Bronzeville has a lot of history, um, and we have a lot of history here in Bronzeville. And I was puzzled when I saw a lot of Black-owned businesses being burnt down and broken into and destroyed. I was puzzled. I was puzzled when it happened to the Walgreens. You know, the only place... It's like, I don't think people were thinking. And then I ha- I was upset. And then I had to understand that there those aren't the same people. I could, Because I was pissed. I'm sitting here like, okay... Like now, the, the bank I have, I there the banks have not opened back up in my area for the bank that I use. So I have to go far. I have to go to the suburbs or all the way up north to go to the bank because my bank is not. They said fuck that. We gone. Y'all 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 took y'all took the ATM. We ain't putting one back in here. So they're gone. Um, the Walgreens was messed up. And then I started thinking about the elderly patients. Um, elderly, um. Um, senior citizens who need their medication and have now no way to get it or have to wait or you know things like that so those were the moments that kind of made me like what the fuck are y'all doing with this looting I mean I personally know someone who was looting and you know this person had a whole ass job it's like why are you why why are you doing this and they were you know looting Walgreens and stuff I'm like look whatever you know I'm not not judging I just didn't understand it. And so I had to under I had to understand after speaking to someone that the protesters 
the rioters and the looters are not the same people. Looters see an opportunity and they go do what the fuck they do. They're not the same ones that are out there protesting for justice and change. They're not. And, you know, there are bad people. And those were just bad people. Riots, on the other hand, I think that people forget that a lot of things historically that changed in this country changed because of riots. A lot of things. And, you know, I, I wrote down a few. You know, I also talked about, I talked about this a particular one last season um, during my LGBTQ month because it was the um the Stonewall riot. So the um Stonewall riot, you know, was the was when basically the LGBTQ tow up shit because they were tired of, you know, these police officers kept harassing them and things like that, which gave us, you know, that's when Pride happened. You know, Pride month occurred from the Stonewall riot. And you know, a lot, of, a lot, a lot has changed for the LGBTQ community because of the Stonewall riot. Um, there was the, um, of course, I already talked about the L.A. riot. Um, now, in the, now I will say with the uh, L.A. riot, um, some, some people say not really a lot of changes happened for the L.A. riot, but I will say that after the L.A. riots, the L.A. police officers, the L.A. cops were really uh, more more eyes. More eyes were on them. And now from what I've been told and from what I've read and seen, L.A. cops were the worst, you know, and more eyes were on them after those riots. So you may think that. And you know, like it, it, the L.A. riots started the conversation. And started the conversation about, you know, you know, the police brutality and things like that. Now, the things, a lot of things didn't change, but it started the conversation. And so we have the L.A. riots, the Detroit, the, the Detroit riot. Uh, now, the Detroit riot was in 1967. And with the Detroit riot, um, you know, you know, it kind of left Detroit with, little of nothing but it also helped the um, the the Detroit riot helped with the fair housing legislation and um with different discrimination laws with hiring minorities um and enforcing those laws and different protocols those are some great things that came out of the Detroit uh, riots and if you want to go back I mean, go back, you know, the, the, the Boston Tea Party was a riot. And that was in 1773. Um, y'all can read about that shit because I'm not going into detail with that. I'm not teaching y'all a history lesson today. But I will say the, um, it had a lot to do, you know, the British taxes and all that stuff. So those were certain things. The Stamp, the Stamp Act riot of 1765 um, had a lot to do with the American Revolution. And what that changed, the Stamp Act Congress um, formed the American lawyers and politicians. And with that, the um, 
the stamp uh, the stamp act was repealed by a rattle um by the british government and then the stages was set for the biggest rebel uh, rebellions that we know all that came from the stamp act riots so this history um this history um the the history of this country had key moments in it that changed because a riot occurred so the riots that happen now i'm i i'm here for it i'm here for it you know i you know i i i'm getting more and more comfortable with them at first i was not comfortable with them because i was you know the person like we don't need this this is going this isn't helping our cause this is just going to allow them to keep saying negative things and you know at this point if you're one of those people that just can't see past it i i don't care i don't think you ever will see you know what's going on in this country black people are tired black people are hurt black people are tired black people are hurt and I, um, I, read, um, I read a really good conversation about it, and it says, you know, I was one of those people, um, the protests didn't change my main message. I, I didn't want to get off into talking about the damages that are uh, some of these cases of causes and some, and, and, and some of the damages to the businesses during the protests and riots. But the one thing I did say more or less was I cannot be an African-American woman leader of an organization that supports minority owned black owned Latina Latino businesses. And I can't support those businesses and support looting. But in order for me to support those businesses as a black woman, I still have to support riots because we have to make, we have to take a stance because we are tired we are tired. Um, this came from an article called "To Understand the Riots: Consider the the uh, the Value of Black Lives," and I think that that quote right there is enough for me to to be okay, because you know we have <laughs> we've lost so much in this country as black people, and we've lost so much in this country, but also put so much into this country. So it's like when where does when do we get when do we get to keep something? It seems like every time we flourish and grow, you know, here they come burning us down, you know, the Tulsa massacre, you know, Rosewood and all the different things and you know, you're burning us down, you're doing all this stuff when we get an inch. We're never we're never going to be where you are, white man. We're never going to be able to have that that place that you have in this country. But when we get an inch, you don't even want us to have that. So I think that we have to understand that black people have every right to burn this fucking bitch down. And I read some, uh, another quote I heard earlier, um, earlier this year, it said, if we had a big, only reason this country, only reason we haven't burnt this shit down is because we haven't found a match that's big enough. And I totally get it. And, you know, we've held so much in, you know, we have, we, we don't just, we don't have proper health care, you know, we don't have, you know, proper jobs, you know, housing discrimination, 
you know, with loan discrimination, um, being able to go to school. It's like, what, what else do we have to do to prove that, you know, we belong here too? And that we, we, we just want to be treated equally. We're not asking. And that's the kill. That, that's the thing that, that's the part that really fucks my mind. We're just asking to be treated equally. We're not asking for a leg up. We're asking to be able to get, be given the same opportunity as this person next to me that's white. You know, and we still, we have, we, 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 we want to, we're going to work hard for it. We're going to work hard for that opportunity as well. We just want the opportunity to be there. You know what I'm saying? That's all we're asking for. So the fact that we're just asking to be treated equally and still got to go through all this shit. It, it, come on now. And I will say this, Minnesota, you better understand this. Rodney King's, um, the, the riot in L.A. happened after they were um, um, found not guilty. Not guilty. George Floyd's and the riots and protests happened just because this man was murdered. If y'all don't find this man guilty, I think he's guilty. I think he's guilty on murder. I, you know, I'll give them second degree murder. If he's not guilty, if he's not um, found guilty and sentenced to life, y'all gonna see a lot worse in Minnesota and the rest of this country. I'm just letting you know. I just think y'all need to do the right thing, Minnesota. Do the right thing. And so, I guess, yeah, that's it for me. That's all I want to talk about. I just wanted to connect the last episode and this episode because it they, they all connect. And I want us to be aware that, you know, there's a difference between looters, rioters, and protesters. And I want people to stop bunching them up. You know, I think that that's a, that's a cheap way. That's a cheap way in trying to not understand us as you're trying to bunch that together it's not you know if if i don't have to bunch you know if, if white people don't want me to have you answer to white supremacy and not everybody is a part of the ku klux klan everybody's not racist if you want me to give you that courtesy then give us the same damn courtesy as well but thanks you guys for listening i really appreciate you keep tuning in this season is going to get more i mean better and better and better and better with i have a lot of things lined up for you guys so keep tuning in love you all talk to you soon to follow me on social media you can go to instagram i'm very active on instagram i'm miss cordero underscore santiago follow me on instagram to just stay in touch with everything i'll talk about i'll update you on um, the upcoming episodes and things to look forward to. I'm so excited that I have an email address now for you guys to send me requests for topics, any questions you have regarding a topic that I've already discussed, or if you just want to vent about something that's going on in your life that you want me to talk about on an episode, I have an email address for you to do all of those things. The email is darrowdaresyou at gmail.com. So I'll spell that for you. Darrow, D-A-R-O-D-A-R-E-S-U. Darrow dares you at gmail.com. Send me an email. 